In France, Catherine Field, very good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Macron, another world leader heading to Israel. He is indeed. He's off to Israel on Tuesday, going to be meeting the Israeli Prime Minister, the President. Uh, Lots of things that sort of seem to be coming together now, Mike. We're actually seeing not just French President Emmanuel Macron, but also the European Union coming together to have some sort of idea of Way, the way they want to see this conflict evolving over the next couple of days. What the main thing that they're all saying at the moment, Mike, and this is coming from Brussels and also from the president's office, is they're trying to avoid a sort of broader regional escalation of this conflict. So what they're going to ask for is, first of all, there has to be a humanitarian pause, something so that enables aid to get in and to stop any sort of prospect of a further escalation. After that, to have some sort of continuity that would allow for the possibility down the road of a ceasefire. Now, I've just come from a briefing at the Elysee Palace, and the question was, well, you know, if it is such a dangerous situation, why are you just asking now for some sort of humanitarian pause and not going for a full outright ceasefire? And they said quite clearly there is no desire on the part of Hamas at the moment for there to be a ceasefire. They said they can't possibly talk about one because all of the pieces are not in place for that. So what they're saying is you have to have a humanitarian pause now. Without that, without getting some sort of peace in that area for the time being, then you can't go on to the next step. The other thing that Emmanuel Macron is going to hope that he has some sort of success is the French hostages. It's believed there are at least six French nationals being held by Hamas. What Emmanuel Macron is hoping is that by going there, by talking, saying the right thing, solidarity with Israel, uh, yes, that you, there has to be a two-state solution, that that could well unlock the possibility for those six hostages to be released. Bearing in mind, of course, Mike, that just a few days after the American president went to Israel, two American hostages were released. So that's what they're hoping. Uh, still a bit unclear as to who else he will speak to there. They say they're still trying to work out some way in which he'll be able to speak with the King of Jordan, the Egyptian president, and other leaders in the Gulf. But it seems to be that the big push at the moment is to talk to the Israelis, try yeah. and get them to stop that ground incursion. Yeah, from the interesting ahead. thing, I suppose, there's politics at play because, I mean, Biden couldn't do Jordan and Egypt, so he went home early. So presumably Macron's not going to get in front of Biden, is he? Or is he? No, he's not. But what France does have, Mike, is that connection with Qatar in the Gulf. Mm. France and Qatar have enormous links. You know, they've got strategic partnerships and security, energy. And it's well known now that uh, Qatar are playing a key role in any negotiations going on there. So I think that's the, the thing that he's hoping will come off. Okay. I was saying earlier on the program, I, I wasn't sure whether I was going to watch the other, so I mean, obviously I watched Argentina, but South Africa, South Africa turned out to be really, really interesting, especially at the end, didn't it? You were there. I was there, yes. It, it was an interesting match. Lot, you know, yeah, after the uh, the first semi-final, yeah, we were all thinking, oh, shall we go, shall we? You know, yeah, yeah. It was interesting. What was very interesting, of course, Mike, was the uh, referee, Ben O'Keefe. And, of course, you know, he was not well liked by the crowd. Now, the reason there was such a big French contingent in the crowd, Mike, was because a lot of people bought these tickets quite some time ago. Uh, and they were thinking that... Um, 
their team was going to be there and they were unable to resell their tickets. So, of course, on Friday evening Paris time, it came news through a French newspaper, Midi Olympique, uh, that in the performance review, there were, there were five errors apparently that Ben O'Keefe made. So, of course, you're, Every time Ben O'Keefe either came onto the pitch to do his training, you know, his warm up before the match, there was big booze. Every time he got on the screen, big booze. So in lots of ways, you know, for the French players, the French fans at least, that kind of overshadowed what was going on on the pitch. Is it going to be a big final? This, I mean, it's it's you always want the host to be in the final, and preferably you want the host to win the whole thing, which isn't going to happen. Has it lost a touch of the old fizz? It has lost a touch of the old fizz. I mean, certainly the people who. Uh, are still happy are, of course, the hoteliers and the restaurants and everything. I mean, just look at the numbers that brought in what, about 1.7 billion New Zealand dollars into the French economy, which isn't bad. Uh, certainly all the fan zones outside of Paris have closed down. You know, the fan zones in those great French rugby heartland of Toulouse, Bordeaux, they've all closed down, they've all gone away. I think the other fizz that's happening, Mike, is there's still the terror alert, so you're seeing a lot of security on the ground here. And, of course, that winter weather's arrived. Yep. You know, you've got the rugby weather, you've got the rain, you've got the cold, you've got the wind. And getting up and getting out to the Stade de France for a 9pm kickoff in the rain. Oh, it's not easy, Mike. <laughs> Catch up next week. Catherine Fielder. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.